This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter attack. Forestieri. Let's go to let's go to Paul Holly. I I like talking to Paul Holly. He's very good. And then Finley, we're coming to you. Then Jason. Uh, then we'll try and get back to Louis. Paul, sir, how are you doing? Yes. Good evening, gentlemen. How are oh. how are we all? Yes, we are. We are. Yes, we're we're oddly flat. We've we've <laughs> had quotes of uh, uh, the Finnish word for sitting around in your underpants, drinking heavily, and we've quoted Dante's Inferno. <laughs> so just a normal Saturday evening, really. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, sir? do you know what the writing was on the wall when the club sent that tweet out this morning saying there's never been a consecutive nil-nil draw between Watford and Preston. So that that kind of framed up the day from the very beginning. And when I when I saw the lineup, I kind of quickly scanned it and I and I saw Kafkart, Porteous and Hoot. And I thought, great, we've gone three five two. And then I saw Ajuero, whatever his name is, Ajuro. And I and, and again I kind of had great encouragement thinking Finally, the pennies dropped. We've got three strong centre-halves, five across midfield, which means when loser gets the ball, he'll actually have people to pass to. And we'll have Davis and the other fella up front. And then, of course, when I, when I looked a bit closer, we were still playing 4-2-3-1. Uh, and obviously, as we've already pointed out, Bajuero against some big unit, which, uh, to be fair to him in the first half, I thought he battled very hard. But he's, he did, yeah. He, he, needs, he needs someone to play off, and Davis needs someone to play with. And, you know, it's bloody obvious what, what the solution is. You just change the formation to suit, where you can still, you know, maintain Semmer and Saar on, on the wings. You can still keep Pedro in the middle, in behind uh, Aguero and... Uh, and Davis and have loser and and Chowdhury deeper. So I, I was encouraged, but obviously then let down. The first half was boring. I don't think we troubled them at all. And yeah, we stepped it up a little bit in the second half. We 
had a few shots. Davies had a good opportunity. But this morning, I thought if we don't win this game, Bilic has got to go. And as pointed out by others, there seems to be just an apathy, a lack of energy. I don't know what the system is. We seem to play it across the back, try and get it into Seema or uh, Saar. But I don't know, there's no constructive play. And we won't get in the playoffs with Bilic still in charge. And if Andrew French has tweeted that he's got a good relationship with the owner, I don't know if that's true. What I do hear is that he doesn't get on with, with Manga. And, you know, Manga's brought in, t- and Costa have brought in two players, which one's injured, one questionable whether we're the right club for him in the right structure. But obviously, I think the centre-halves were good signings, but they weren't theirs. But I don't think Bilic will get us in the playoffs. Who you bring in to bring in energy and passion to, to drive out the last 11 games? I don't know. I don't trust Pozzo to hire anyone that's fit for purpose, to be honest. But the other side of me is thinking, we're not ready to go up. Would we really want the pain of the playoffs? I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I'm stuck. But I kind of sat thinking, do I really want to go to the next game? I went to Sheffield last week, very flat after that. I'm thinking, it's joyless. It's absolutely joyless. No, I I hear you entirely. In terms of this playoffs question, my point is is that there's eleven there's eleven steps to get to the playoffs, and I'd like to see us take those steps. I'd like you know even if even if we just have a go, you know, as you said earlier on, oh look to that three centre backs in the team. That oh this feels like it's set up for a change, and then everybody went through there and went Davis isn't there, you know, and exactly as you've just just beautifully described there you know, realised, no, we're, we're doing the same thing again and expecting a different result, which is, you know, as we all know, isn't isn't necessarily a recipe for uh, for, for success in that particular way. But I, I would like us to have a go so that even if we fall short, we have a go. What's the point of being negative about it? There was the, the, the part in the first half where Saar got, he kind of had to, the, the ball was played into him and he managed to get to the byline and he had to ping it back and there was absolutely nobody in the box. Yeah. And and when we're playing with the one up and they're so isolated, now in, in football, a third man run is typically, not always, but it's typically the midfielders making a run on behind, beyond the beyond the forward line from the central position. We, we don't have anybody who does that no. because Pedro, Pedro, who would be in the natural position to do that, you know, when, when he holds up, so you can play what they would call up, back and through, you know, say loser passes the ball into Davis, Davis holds the ball up, Pedro makes a run in behind, Davis plays it back to whoever, who then plays the, the next ball is the third ball in to that forward man running. We have nobody who breaks the lines in that respect. Pedro is always coming deep to try to create something, but then there's nobody there because Davis is on his own or Arosh, as you say, is completely isolated by Diaby, who was a who was a unit and very, very good indeed, in fairness, as I thought was a player we have been linked with, Ben Whiteman, who w- was everything in the midfielder that we could actually want because he just sat in front of that, that back line and then he basically quarterbacked everything. He got it and he would give it simple and he could pass it long and he had a range of passing. Whereas the people who were on the ball most for us are 
you know, um, poor old Hoot had a shocking game, you know, with the ball at his feet. His passing was all over the place. Cathcart had kind of similar. Porteous, we know, had that uh, that that moment where he, he apparently could have been sent off. I didn't I didn't get to see it clearly, but but by all accounts, there they had a player who was there dedicated to do it. By all accounts, we didn't get him because some of those funds were allocated for Ferreira, um, who we bought in because we needed another right-back. Yeah, yeah. it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. My, my final two observations is Far away. We've, we've all got to get over the fact that on paper our team looks strong. The game isn't played on paper, and factually and evidence is showing us that we don't have a great team. We might have a couple of individuals that look stunning when they drop deep and can do fancy skills. But even Pedro, yeah, he's a, he could be an outstanding player, but I'll judge him when he's got a high number of assists and a high number of goals. Beating three players in midfield, yeah, looks easy on the eye, but actually it's not. It's not getting the desired effect. And Springer, when he came on, yeah, lots of energy. And he doesn't look like scoring. I mean, he had a great chance today. It went wide. But... Yeah. Football's not played on paper. Saar was very disappointing in the first half. And, you know, okay, he's, he got moved back into the position from the left wing over to the right wing. But we've got to get over this. We're, we're, we're not a great team <laughs> because game after game is proving that we're not. There you go. There you go. Paul, thank you, sir, as always. Lovely to hear from you. Um Guys, we're going to get 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 around to everybody now. Where are we? Where are we? Finley, I said I was going to come to you, sir. Let me add you in. Add a speaker now. Finley made his uh, his debut call. I think it was last week. It might have been the week before. I don't know. It all goes off in my head. Finley, if you hit the mic button at the bottom left, um, and you, you you hello, Finley. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm all right. Thank you very much. I'm all right. Obviously disappointed with the performance. What was your thoughts on everything? And uh, and also, did you see the WD18 interview with uh, with with Cisco Munoz? Because you advocated for Cisco last week, yeah. um, as well as I've heard anybody else. What, what were your thoughts, thoughts after the game and also after seeing the interview, if you managed to get to see well, it? Well, I haven't actually managed to watch the interview. My plan was to listen to a work Friday, but it turned into a bit of a hectic cool. day. Um, and then I wasn't listening to it on the drive, but then I've decided to, listen to obviously join this. Um, but Good choice. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I mean, it was crap, wasn't it, really? Um Mm-hmm. I, the thing is, I don't, I don't think we. I've heard the word that people said a few, few times that we struggled. The thing is, I really don't think we struggled today. It, we just, we just weren't. We were just, we just didn't have any ideas. We were just crap because we are, we are a better team than a lot of these teams. And like, and it, and it would take something pretty special for someone like for a team like Preston, I think, to have won that today because they weren't very good at, at all. And like, I'm not saying that we were good, but I don't think they made us struggle. We just were pretty rubbish and out of ideas. And you know, and I, and I also I think it's unfair to say that Hoots had a bad game because I think there is absolutely no like there's no one to pass to you know he has the ball at his feet and he actually did have quite a few good cross field passes but he looks up and he, he, him and Porteous have both got to keep trying to play these risky passes and it makes them look like they can't pass the ball but it's because they're not able to play that simple pass into midfields to then let them do all the hard work and it, it and it just the system we're doing at the minute is just making all the players just look at rubbish so you think so you think it wasn't it wasn't the passing that was necessarily bad it was the position of the players 
that they were passing into not giving them yeah. simple enough options and working hard enough. So it's organisational from that point of view. Yeah, I mean, there, there is absolutely zero triangles when you watch us play. And, and that is a very fundamental yeah, very basic much. on football that you, you keep your triangles so that you've always got an option. When we play football, there is never any triangles. Never. It's just watching it. It's just, I don't understand what we're trying to do. And, and I mean, and Slam Village has got egg on his face from a spiller because the fact that he's not even been on the bench is absolutely ridiculous because he, he was probably my man of the match for the game, for what for Watford player today because he when he came on, it, we did look, he was the reason that we looked like we went up a gear in the second half. Um, so the fact that he hasn't even been on the bench, I mean, I haven't seen a player change the game as much as he did today since the last time he came on a, like, a, a couple months ago so the fact that he's not even been on the bench to even be able to come on and make these these impacts is just absolutely ridiculous I mean Craig Cathcart's done a right back and I would is finally thinking you're finally playing well and then you get dropped same with James Morris he didn't put a foot wrong then gets brought off at half time when Semo wasn't really doing anything anyway. So if, if if you want to make these changes, just take Semo off because he wasn't really doing anything. It, the game, I think, was screaming out for some, for Kone as well because you were saying before about we don't have anyone that makes these off-the-ball runs. Yeah. You know, he is energetic. Um, I think that he's been pretty limited by Bilic because when we first saw him, we saw mm. him doing these long... It was almost like watching Takure at times in the first few games. You know, he'd get the ball from deep and that might be a lazy analysis, but... He'd get the ball from deep and then you, he would burst forward. And then eventually you just saw that part of his game disappear. But I think that I don't think we needed some, and it's not a dig at him, but I don't think we needed someone like Hamza Chowdhury on the pitch today. Um, we weren't really having to do the last ditch tackles and and I don't think it was hit the game for him. I think it would have been much better to have Kone as that second man in midfield. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Kone, Kone is interesting because when he did come in, he he for me when he first joined felt like Chalabar under under. Let's go back to the man of the moment that we were talking about, Cisco Munoz. If you yeah. remember with with Chalabar, he was went under Ivic in the first half of the the last uh, promotion season. He would sit in front of the back four and he'd break everything up, but his passing range would often let him down, um, yeah. which which was odd because he's quite a good passer. Uh, it, the moment that uh, that uh, Munoz uh, Cisco came in, and kind of everything was everything lightened after, obviously after the, the especially the Bristol City game, but everything suddenly clicked, and he was suddenly getting forward. He was he was a box to box player rather than a defensive midfielder, and I think yeah. that's almost what we're seeing with Kone is the fact that he's having to play in a restrictive role. And I think it's a great call in terms of making those that that run and that energy for him. I think obviously his passing, his own passing range, he just needs to come up to speed. But he's young; he'll get that. I'm sure yeah. he will. It'd be worth it'd be worth giving it a go. Finley, great stuff. Thank you very much, sir. M- much much appreciated. Uh, do Thank go you. and have a good. Do go and have an excellent Saturday night. Because uh, okay, it's nil nil. We haven't lost, but uh, you know it was a bit of a sourpuss of a game. I grant you that entirely. Let's go across to Mister Paul Fiander Turner and see if he can. We got spinning wheel of death, Paul, sir. If you hit the uh, the mic button, you know the drill. Paul Fiander, there you go. Yeah. You're there, sir. Good evening. How you doing? Yeah, very good, very <laughs> good. Um, I just uh, had to drop off for 20 minutes, pick my son up from somewhere, so um, I thought I'd pop back on just to put a little bit of perspective from today, if that's all right. Lovely stuff, yeah. Any perspective you wish, sir. Far away. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Billet today kind of dug himself a bit of a hole because, you know, we've got players coming back um, from injury and he's done his typical go back to Cathcart, go back to the experienced players, pigeonhole the experience into positions and didn't work. Uh, poor Craig had a shocker of a first half, but then we took off Morris who hadn't done anything wrong. You know, Esprilia had a, a fantastic sort of second half, but you just kind of get the feeling that this time next week, it's going to be the same again. He'll be on the bench and Star will start and contribute nothing. It, it's just becoming very frustrating, really. I really think, uh, it's the first time I've sort of said it about Bilic, that a lot of this was on him today. The decisions he made, the lack of sort of a plan B, and then sort of like just not really changing it up with any urgency. And, and it kind of fell flat, mainly because of the reasons that we were we were playing flat, this passing it out from the back and sort of going through 20 progressions and then expecting the, the centre-backs to thread it 30 yards through the centre of the pitch. It's just not going to work in the championship. It, it's too slow and lethargic and that's on the head coach, I'm afraid. There's, there's not really any other way you can uh, pin it on the players on this one. They're, it's almost like they're being coached to be slow and go through progressions that you just don't need in this division. It's just too slow and Preston didn't really have to do much to keep us at arm's length. Yeah, very much. I don't mean to be disparaging about about Preston, but we, as I said earlier on, we'd spoken to Ollie from the Butter Pie podcast earlier on, and he was saying, "Look, we're 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 all over the place." And I thought we made them look more than reasonable, and and a lot of their players more than reasonable. Whereas they were quite frustrated. Now they they did revert back to the the sort of thought about how can I put it? You know, the the fans were cheering, getting a nil nil at Watford because it's still for for many teams, it's a it's a good point on the road. They'll take it. But yeah, no, we we made them look better than, than than we should have done, and we made ourselves look worse than we the, worse than we not worse than we are. Because as Paul quite rightly said, the game ain't played on paper, but we still look less than the sum of our parts. Very very frustrating, very frustrating indeed. What are your thoughts in terms of in terms of QPR and in terms of whether or not there is a showing of a corner flag between now and then? It's it's, it's frustrating, really, isn't it? If they if they let him go now and we bring someone in, are we going to get that bounce? Are are we going to get someone that's going to freshen it up and get them playing with two up top or just trying something different? Or do we stay it out till the season, but Village gets a remit to actually blood some of these youngsters and plan for next season? Because realistically speaking, he's not going to do that second option. So I don't really think we've got a choice, really. We've got to do something now to at least get these youngsters a chance to be ready for next year if they're going to be around. So I think we should be on the basis of building for next year. And like you say, Coney, Esprilia, if he's going to be around, we need these players to play regularly to give them a chance for next year, don't we? No, very much so. Well, very much so. There's also the, the question about, obviously, the, the youngsters who came in because, of course, uh, young uh, Adebayo, young, um, sorry, Adeyemo, I always get that wrong, uh, uh, Jack Greaves, there are a couple of players in the, the under-23s, uh, uh, sorry, under twenty ones now. Who uh, who came in and freshened up in and around January, and whether or not we, you know, what do we do with them? Bearing in mind that Britasson Belonga is probably a little bit old in the tooth to be playing bit parts and expecting to be fit and to fit right in. Uncle Ron was asking why he didn't have a ninety minute run out in the under twenty ones in midweek when we played 
Charlton, I think it was. Was it Charlton? I think it was Charlton. And and it was like, well, or, no, Bristol City, I think it was. And it, it's a fair it's a fair comment because he comes on and he doesn't look match sharp. We need to get games into his legs. So, uh, you know, whereas somebody like Adeyemo is going to run forever, Bio we know will at least be in and around, you know, the 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 six yard box or the position of maximum opportunity, as they used to call it, which is if you took a six yard box and put it on top of another six yard box, that area of the center of the goal where where you going to find goals it's very it's very frustrating very frustrating indeed well there goes Paul thank you very much indeed Paul really really appreciate it as always let's go across to a gentleman I saw briefly outside the ground earlier on uh, Mr Alex King Alex sir are you are you there oh we got spinning wheel of death we know oh Alex hit the uh, hit the mic button hello Peter should can be, you hear uh, me good Hello, mate. I'm fine, thank you very much. Good to say hello earlier on. How, how did uh, how was the rest of your your day after um, that? Before three o'clock, and then after. I mean, it was it was it was shocking. It was. I mean, it was shocking. I just first half. That is, I mean, the Millwall game probably tops it just, but they just lumped. Uh, people might criticise a, a ruse or whatever. They literally just hoof the ball up to them and went, "Go on, then, lads, have a go with that." Uh, what are they going to do with that type? What are they going to do with that? I, it, yeah, that, that, that it, genuinely, genuinely terrible. There's a couple of things I, I, I'd sort of like to point out. Far away for me, anyway. Um, I've got to, I've got to echo Rich's points on the atmosphere at the ground. I, you know, I, I want to sit in that that RS one, and so does my uncle as well. Um, who's not with me and thank Christ because it, it I mean there'd be a lot of expletives I want to sit there because I like to chat every week but where I sit in the Graham Taylor I've tried to start sh- like songs and shout and people tell me to be quiet now my uncle went to Sheffield United last week and he was saying that sort of the fans you know as, as, as a home team the referee today my, my Christ I just I mean he gave us that yellow for the Chet Evans thing and on Porteous I think I was actually right in front of it and Porteous actually won the ball and the Preston player came up to Porteous and sort of like gave him more, that's how, like that respect of yeah fair play to you for getting that yeah um, but every decision that went against us, there was there was only a few people having to go at the ref. Sheffield United last week were all over the ref for any occasion they could have they could have got, and there just needs to be that intimidating atmosphere in the Vic, and it's just not there anymore. And I don't know where it's gone, but then I can I can appreciate it because you can feel completely disengaged with the entire the entire club. It's ridiculous. So you know, Ron said it in the summer that it is unfortunately, and we've got to deal with this. It's Gino's thing until it's no longer profitable. And I don't know how long that's going to be, but I think it'll be to it next season. Next season because they can get rid of Sar and Pedro this year. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And you think the club couldn't get any worse with their stakeholder engagement at the moment? I'm probably going to end up going to Luton, but having to pay forty-five pound for the for that, I think's terrible. I don't want to go on the coach. You know, I just there's no need to charge fifteen quid. I understand what people are saying about it's equivalent over the season. Mm-hmm, yeah, but you've got to read the room. I mean, I think it's going to be a terrible idea getting the coach. Because I actually feel, I feel unsafer. I will feel unsafer in that coach because it will be a target for Luton fans. Whereas if I could just go to the Luton on my own accord, I would just go in like, you know, just all black, no co-op cars at all. And you, I, I, I guarantee it, people would be safer that way. And then the, the other thing that really tops off for me, and I understand it's a bit of a joke, mm-hmm. but the 
admin earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm having to go at everybody tonight, but that admin earlier, someone mentioned that there's not been consecutive consecutive goalless draws against Preston then the admin subtweeted that after full time and went sorry I mean can they can someone not read the room there's no need to do that it just it just it just riles you up even more as a fan and on Billich I've got a friend of mine Jake who's a West Brom fan I'll read it out to you the day we appointed Billich it was the 28th of September Mm-hmm. And if I just get it up, he said to me, he said, he said to me, terrible appointment that, mate. Your team will be the most unfit you've ever seen and concede from every set piece and most counterattacks. He was awful with us. His best attribute is he could find a good player from the continent like Matthias Pereira, but you'll get an awful manager. You might get a bit of a bounce, but he won't be there by this time next year. I mean, is that not true? That's literally what, that's literally what is happening currently. I think a lot of them look unfit. I, I I would say that I don't know if that's really radical, but they they just they look like they're going through emotions half the time, and, and for me that seems like they're not fit, and they concede from every set piece. I mean the set pieces today, someone was free at the back post, and then we look dodgy on counter attacks. So is that not true? I think the thing that's shocking there. What was the date of that? Was it twenty eighth of September? Did you say that was the day twenty sixth of December twenty. 20- I mean that Edwards got that's sat. telling. Yeah. So twenty sixth of September, which means that Rob Rob Edwards' game, if you remember, his first game was on the it was either the first or the second of August, because we went on the Monday night, didn't we? Um against against uh da, 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 Sheffield United. Rob Edwards had literally less than two months in, in actual game time. Granted he had the preseason, and I'm not saying that knocked anything out of the park, but we've had we have had Billich for all this time. He has been given an opportunity. I'm not saying we're gonna we're gonna sack him, but you've got to say that it, we haven't set the world alight in terms of in terms of where we are and what we've had in the meantime. It's very, very, very frustrating. We shall see. We shall see. Alex, thank you, sir. You're slightly in and out with, with the signal, so I'll, I'll let you go there. But thank you ever so much, as always, and lovely to see you today. Let us go to Mr. Jason Rose, who will be, oh, I'm reckoning he's going to be in Didcot or within two miles. Jason, how are you, sir? Yeah, yeah, not bad. How are you, Peter? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all right. I mean, this week we've had we've had charity T-shirts launched. We're trying to do yeah, something. Yeah, that was good. Excellent. That's, yeah, that's, excellent that's, work. That's, yeah, well done, guys. Yeah, that, really good. Really good. Uh, and, I just want to just say... Vi- Go on. That's all I just want to say. You, you're not too far. We're just uh, we're just coming to Wallingford, which is Ooh. just uh, not just sort of, what three or four miles away from Didcot. So you weren't too bad with your reading of the uh, of the map. So well done, mate. That was pretty good. Pretty for all of for, for all of you playing Jason Rose, watch out there. There we go. What did you think of proceedings? Well, that time's calmed down. Yeah, I've had time to calm down now. It's, it's the thera- therapeutic M25 and M40 have really helped. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was dreadful, wasn't it? I mean, it, it was, it was, I can't really add much more. I agreed with everything that Rich said. I agreed with everything with what uh, Alex just said. I mean, lethargy is a word, certainly, I think, around the place. I turned to my daughter early in the game and said, how it was so quiet. The bit, you know, the, the, the 1881. I mean, I'm not picking, I'm very loath to pick on them. But I don't know what's happened to Roy. I don't know if Roy's taken a bit of a back step, but my God, someone's got to take the lead with those boys because it's just, it's a flat. It, you know, we used to have banners. We used to have flags. We used to have, you know, what's, what's happened? What's happened, guys? I just, I don't know what's happened to them. So that's that bit. You know, we're so flat uh, as a ground. I, I absolutely agree with what Alex said about Sheffield United. Something me and my daughter talked about on the way. Yeah. It was a cauldron, Bramble Lane. You know, even over of, over a throw-in. You know, they were up at their seats. They were baying for, for blood. You know, we, we, we struggled to get the ball back in play. 
we have people f- passing the ball to each other in the stands. So they, you know, oh. like, just, yeah. just, oh my God, we've got ball boys that sit around the pitch. I mean, as a former ball boy, I would like to say, and I know Justin's a former ball boy, what on earth is going on with the ball boys? I mean, my God. Just sort them out for starters. They they just make them buy a ticket to in the ground and watch the game because they some of them just don't. When you're playing against a team like Preston, who let's be honest, sat out their stall for a nil nil draw pretty much from the sort of fifth minute onwards. We we need we need the ball back in play quick. We need urgency. We need you know, you know vigor around the ground and that. And there's nothing. You know I mean don't get me wrong. I mean we're as bad. You know the players our, our own players. You know, we get a throw-in or, or a free kick. It, it takes ages to get the ball back in play. You know, there's just no momentum, no... The first start, we've wasted 45 minutes. Yeah, we're, we're having to try and win football matches in 45 minutes. And that's never going to happen. I, I, I'm really at the, the end of my tether with Billich. I really am. I just... After twenty, after the first quarter of the game, he could have made a substitution. It wasn't working. You could see yeah. it wasn't working. You know, we, we could see from the stands. You know, poor old Rouge is getting... Beaten up, absolutely beaten up all day. Make a change. Take Ken, Ken Sam had a nightmare, by the way. He had an awful game. I mean, he wasn't the only one, but he, mm-hmm. you know, the ball was bouncing off him. He wasn't getting any change out of his fullback. You know, I would have taken Ken off and I would have brought Keenan Davis on then now, at that, that point, and then gone two up top. and Because it was clearly, you could see what was going to happen. I, I think he's too pragmatic. I think he's too happy with the status quo of nil-nil. Oh, you know, we're... We, we're doing all right. You know, we might nick a goal. We've got the players to nick a goal. We were just talking. We were talking as we were driving back. And I was saying, the problem with Billich for me is he's clearly, good, you know, being a defensive man, the defensive unit is quite strong. And I, I think that's fine. But he doesn't know what to do with the forwards. He really doesn't know. You know, he, he, it's almost just throw him out in the pitch and see what happens. It, it's what it feels like to me. I mean, I know there are people um, on Twitter and, and Facebook pages that who, believe that we give Saar, in general, those of us who are a bit more vocal, we mm-hmm. give Saar a hard time unnecessarily. But fundamentally, what does he offer? I mean, if he wasn't, he's not undroppable. For me, he's not undroppable. He, he doesn't warrant a place in the side at the moment. You know, he, he's, he's so far off it, so far off it. And yet, I appreciate he scored nine goals this season. Well, what did he do? You know, I, I just don't think right here, right now, he, he warrants a place in the side, you know. They were quick to drop a Spreer, who was excellent, by the way. I thought he came on and gave us a bit more energy, which was great. But there are certain players who, you know, James Morris again today, you know, and the callers have said it, you know, the boy did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. He had a, you know, reasonable sort of game. And yet, he, first one to get hooked. You know, and I, I'm sure you're going to ask me, Peter, what I think about whether we stick or twist with Village. I think we stick mm-hmm. with him because purely from a fact that we are going nowhere. I mean, we're going nowhere anyway. You know, we're, we're going nowhere fast. I mean, I'm I'm as frustrated as everyone. As frustrated as everyone, it, it, you know, to travel you know fifty odd miles as we do did come to yeah. the ground and watch that. I mean, wow, you know, it was it was so, and it's been it's been it's been the same. It's been the same, and this is nothing new. It's it's all very pragmatic. You know, we you know, although we never had the chance to in um, in the flesh, you know, Vladimir Rijic, if it's got hounded out of the club for for performances. I would argue worse than that, or it's like, well, actually, not as bad, to be perfectly honest. You know, and he got hounded out of the club because people go, oh, it's boring. Oh, this, this is hardly tearing up any trees, is it? So, you know, I'm, I'm very, obviously very frustrated about today. The word lethargy is, is a very good one. Uh, there is a, 
the lethargy around the club, around the supporters, even the, I mean, I thought, I thought at halftime they'd get booed a lot harder than what they, they did. I, I, it was that bad. I mean, it, you know, and it, people still applaud them off. I mean, blimey. So, Ooh, you know, yeah. you know, it's one of them, you know, what I think there's a, a numbness to it all. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Just a couple of other small pieces. Bits Far away. Um, um, no, no, they're just a bit on the coaches, um, the coaches for Luton. They, you're absolutely right. They do charge the same for every away game. Right. Um, I, I paid 15 quid to go to Middlesbrough. So, you know, so you, it, it, don't get me wrong. In this particular case, I think it's it's wrong. I think it should have been a token gesture of a fiver yeah. or something like that. Because, you know, like you say, people have got to pay. They've got a choice. They have to do it. And the only other thing I wanted to bring up was about the tickets. This this idea that you've got to go to a 60 away games, 60 away games, between yeah. twenty, you know, yep. for the last nine years, well, that's fine. But what happens when you're under twenty-five? You know, I just feel that, that I was saying to my daughter when we were driving up, it feels uh, this is really going to sound really terrible or ageist, if you will. But I think it's a sort of rule that's been written by someone, a middle-aged person. Oh yeah, we've been to loads of away games, you know. But what happens if you're twenty-one, twenty-two? You know, you're already trying to build up your 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 membership numbers. You know, your your sort of point score, if you will. But they've had to do it in the Premier League, which was difficult to get points anyway. So I, 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 I personally, I mean, I'm not going to loot anyway. I'm going to sit and watch it at the Hive um, at home. But I feel really, I do feel sorry for those fans that want to go. I really do. I think, I think it's, um, it, it's very difficult. It's not again, you know, the, 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 the club haven't really read the room very well. I don't know who they've gone who, you know, if they've sort of talking to any supporters groups, I highly doubt it. Been poorly poorly judged, poorly managed. Um, but that's just my view on it. And and that's it really. I, I just I just feel we talk about, you know, we're not feeling attached to the club. We're not I'm certainly not feeling attached to the football on the pitch. I can tell you that for nothing. Jason. Fantastic stuff there. I'm just going to echo one one point that you mentioned in terms of that that whole piece, which is the fact that Preston are a good team. They are also third in the table if you just base it on away results. They are they are in the bottom three if you base it on home results. Preston supporters uh, had had lots of grumbles about uh, about the results that you know the majority of fans have seen at home, but on. On on the road, they they seem to have you know been able to bring out more more results than than you would imagine. Prior to today, they had won eight on the road. They'd drawn four and lost four, which actually means that they they were they were winning the same amount that they were not. If that makes sense, who knows? Who knows? Hi, this is Helen Ward, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Anyway, let's quickly go to uh, to, to to Louis. Louis, sir, uh, we tried earlier on. We didn't manage to get you on. If you hit your your mic button, and we'll see if we can get you here. Are we working now? We're working. Um, if you can hear us. Sorry, I, I was on I was at Watford Junction Station, and um, yeah, that was pretty soulless. And and then the train was delayed. So <sighs> all in all, no. shit afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Been you've, had, been so you've had to, you've had to wait a long time and get through a lot of technical problems just to just to emote like that. Well made, done, sir. Well done. Ten times worse by having to go through London than every single Arsenal fan is absolutely buzzing off. So it's just been awful. But anyway, um, but yeah, no. Actually, today I so obviously I went to the gate today. I actually sat with I sat in a sort of different place. I usually sat. I sat in the Elton Elton John stand today, sort of behind the managers. And, uh-huh. uh, and it got to like the 70th minute. I looked behind me, and I don't know if this is people know this, but Cristiano Giretta sits at the back, sort of like right. amongst media. And it got quite, I don't know if people can, but sort of near me and saw it as well. But there was one bloke really having a go at him at the end, which was quite interesting, which I really did quite enjoy. And I, you know, I you know what my thing with this Watford side is this for me isn't on Billich, it's not on Saar, it's not on Davis, it's not on Cathcart, it's not on any of the players. This is on Pozzo, Duxbury, Giretta anyone else who's involved in any sort of recruitment or the running of this club, it's on them. This has nothing to do with anyone we employ because I think any of us got employed by this club, you'd just be, you'd be driven sick by these owners because the culture is just so just so clearly so bad. It's this, and I, I, I dare say this team's probably worse than last season. I actually generally think, at least at least last season, I feel like we had we had players like Dennis and Cucho who could really, you know, class of sort of bums off seats kind of players. You know, you, they'd get yeah. the ball and you'd be, you'd be excited. We haven't got one of those. Maybe Jao Pedro, but we're playing him, playing him in a position where he has to come so deep anyway, he can't do anything. I, 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 do we just drop Ismail Assar? I think Ismail Assar, if you're if you're trying to get his head in trying to get his in his head right now, is he he probably knows he's the first player on the team sheet, or certainly one of. He knows he's probably the, one of the, if not the biggest name in the championship. Let's just drop him. Shove a freaking rocket under him and say, look, you're not good enough. You've been shit for the last two months now. You're on the bench. Play your way back into this team. I think that's the only way we're going to make this guy into the kind of player we know he can be. And then sort of going deeper on that, is he just fundamentally incredibly overrated? Is he just not that good? It's really, it's quite sad to see. I just think he's not, he's not interested. He gets so like frustrated with himself. I, I don't really know where we go. And imagine it's Mela Saar with the heart and desire of Ken Zemmer. Then we'd have a proper player. But unfortunately, that's not what we have. Um, unfortunately, we've got Ken Zemmer, who isn't, I would say, technically that, that gifted. And it's Mela Saar, who he is, but we don't see it often enough. With Bilic, is it time to hand it over to sort of Ben Manger and say, look, give him a go, give him his first managerial appointment, say, look, go out and get get who you want. He's had, what, two or three months to have a look at this club now. He's had two or three months to look at the players. You know, it's these kind of people you hire. You hire people like Ben Manger for the bad situations like this. You know, get get, get us out of this hole. Go and find a manager who can get something out of these players. Because at the moment, I think we are Bilic out. And I hate to say it because it means agreeing with Uncle Ron, but he's been, he has been right all along. It's not good enough. Nothing's changed. Yeah, and you, you, do we go and get like Yakanovic? I mean, that's the kind of I feel like that's the kind of manager we need, which is just going all guns blazing. Like, I mean, he's the last sort of manager we had who just went all out attack. You know, we might concede three, but at least we'll score four. That was Yakanovic in 2015, 20, 2014, 15 season, the season when we when we went up. That's what I want. It's just it's so it's so pragmatic on the village. It's so boring. It's so I think we had two shots or two or three shots on target, but none of them were like proper. None of them were proper actual chances to score. And I always think with a new manager, we've got, I think we have, look, we've got Wigan, Birmingham, Huddersfield, Wigan, Bristol City and Hull all at home between now and the end of the season. All games that fundamentally on paper we should probably win. So why not give it to a new manager? Why not just roll the dice? And I know that's, we probably say that every freaking season around this point and we always go, oh, you know, maybe we, maybe we can bring someone in and get a bounce. 
but I think that's the only option we can do. But and then I think, are we going to get playoffs? No. Even if we get playoffs, are we going to win the playoffs? No. It's just, it's just so it's so stupid. Then imagine imagine if we actually won the playoffs and then got to the prem. Well, then I'd say, well, see see you ready for back in the championship in August 2024. Because there's no way there's no way that these owners, all these players, or whoever we bought in that summer, are going to keep us in the prem. So now I just think, what's the point of the rest of the season? What what are we going to try and do? Do we just need to fundamentally reset and go again next season? It's just, it's so, it's just really, really bad. I, I thought Rouge got absolutely pocketed by the number 23, DRB, yeah. whatever his name is. Yep. I, yep. I thought he was outstanding. Yes, he's a shithouse. Yes, he probably typical championship said about who kicked Rouge for the whole of the first half, but it worked. Rouge, he's gone from what playing in sunny Portugal, playing for Benfica to come playing Watford in five degrees in the championship. He quite clearly isn't cut out for it. It's just, it's just not very good. I also think, and I've, I've, it's my one thing I always think during the season, mm. I think the biggest loss we've had is Kiko Firmino. We, I don't think we appreciated that right back enough when we had him. We haven't replaced him. Mario Gaspar is nowhere near the sound of the Kiko Firmino. He was just a player that was sort of technically gifted, good first touch, confident on the ball, agile, quick, you know, good delivery every now and then. We, we just don't have anyone who can cross from deep. Yeah, I like James Morris, but the only reason we're playing James Morris is because there isn't anyone else. Fundamentally, at the start, of the start of the season, we should not have got into a situation where James Morris has to be our starting left back. That shouldn't be the case. And you know, it's, and it's sort of if we're going to play the system where loser and Chavri sort of sit deep when, the, when we're on the attack, which means we then naturally have to play wide, and we don't have anyone that can get across it. So that well, there you go. The whole game plan is then just not going to work. So yeah, I just, I just, it's just not right. And then my last comment would be number one. I've got two points. Number one, the tweet. I mean, whatever fucking, sorry for swearing, whatever fucking lunatic signed that off and thought that'd be a good idea to tweet straight after full time. Clearly, <laughs> Eva has no idea what they're doing as a social media manager or no idea how we actually feel as fans. We're sick and tired of this fucking team turning up and doing shit all. And you think it's a good time to come out of a tweet like that? It's just so... And that's, that, that for me, epitomises the lack of link between the supporters and the ownership and the club as a whole at the moment. It's just, there's just zero. There's absolutely none of it. Last comment, I, 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 I hate to see the 1881 getting stick because I think they've done, not only stuff for charity, but the extraordinary work. I think they've done, I think some of the best atmospheres we've seen at Watford have been since the 1881 was, was formed. We, as a fan base, or a lot, I certainly wasn't against it, but a lot of people got very angry when it suggested that they should sit behind the goal in the rookery. Now, I've sat behind the rookery and I know I'm going to piss people off here. That is the most toxic place the Watford fans sit. All they fucking do is sit there and moan and, and just have a go at the players. And they're the ones who kicked up a fast and went, we've been here years, you can't move the 1881 to the middle of the goal. Well, that's the only way you're going to create an atmosphere is by moving the 1881 to the middle of the rookery. And now, and then they're probably the same fans that now moan that the 1881 don't make any noise. And it's like, well, fucking move then. You know, let them let the eighteen eighty one be what they want to be in the middle of the rookery, and then perhaps we might get an atmosphere for once when when we're not playing well. And I know it might be hard to get by a team such as ours as we're playing at the moment. That fun, that's just that's just the way football is. You know, if the team's playing shit, the fans aren't going to be that loud. But mm-hmm. it's it's at this point we probably need the eighteen eighty one. If you just shove them in the corner and leave them there forever, we're never going to get an atmosphere. We're, we're never going to. And I know there's probably people who sit behind the goal thinking, oh, what's he on about? But if you go and sit there, and I have a few times this season, it is it's horrific. And I don't take this wrong, mate, but it's 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 grumpy old men who sit there and just moan all match. And they don't they don't contribute anything to the atmosphere. They don't do anything. They're grumpy. They bring the mood down. Call me call me out if you wanted. I because I, I that's the way that's the way I feel. And then they're the same people that have a go at the ACS one for not getting an atmosphere. And I'm like, well, 
you you got to get yourself to blame personally if you're not going to move or you're not going to contribute to the atmosphere yourself. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, Lewis, Lewis, what a great call, fantastic call for well, us there to, to go. No, but yeah. I'm going to, but I am going to, I am going to go through a couple of points if it's okay in terms of you, your point about Saar and the team and the players, and you used the phrase, and it's something I mentioned to Justin earlier on, which was they used to, you know, with Dennis and with Cucho, they get you on the edge of your seat. How much have we not been on the edge of our seat this season? Bearing in mind what we have on paper, I grant you that, the potential that we have, the the unrealised potential. We should be literally on the edge of our seat going into the championship going we can have a we can have an absolute go at this we should be absolutely positive rather than go right we are last year we were yes okay a shocking uh, premiership uh, team but now what we're going to do is we're going to play one up front all the time and flood the midfield and we're not going to get forward great point in, in, in respect of that there it was absolutely super in terms of the the 1881 i think it's a question at the moment, of people are looking at it and go, "Well, why aren't the eighteen eighty one? You only appreciate what you had when it when it's gone. Yeah, and suddenly the eighteen eighty one aren't being mobilised as they once were. And I think when people are looking at it, they're going, "Why aren't we doing what we had before? We had banners, we had this, we had that." Well, the answer is with a lot of this is the fact that, um, and and sorry guys, I know I know Bob and I know um, uh, Roy, but there are other people as well whose names I don't know, so I apologise. Who do an awful lot to try to get the bunker mobilised, but they don't have as many volunteers as they once did to get the bunker going because the bunker's been intermittently open and and shut, or you know people people haven't known, and therefore to get the other bigger pieces organised, they need more support. If you were part of the eighteen eighty one or part of that, you know, or, or you want to mobilise it again, do get in touch, um, you know, with the eighteen eighty one movement or with Roy or with Bob or any of those guys, and and put yourself forward to help that because you're right. It makes a huge difference, and I don't think we appreciated it whilst it was there. Now it's not there. Let's appreciate it. But also, as a card-carrying grumpy old man who moans a lot, yeah, no, you're probably right. It's it's for me. I think the ideal place for the 1881, and I know it won't happen, would be to literally swap the family stand where where that is with where the rookery are, because the 1881 are a mirror of where the, that particular. Um, uh, yeah. part, parts are you then have them in in competition shall you say with with the away fans and you have you have almost like a loud end you have the the family people the family oriented people in the stand with a lot of those people who as you say who are you know we don't want to get up and shout we don't want to get up and scream in in the area where there are better facilities i'm not saying that the 1881 don't yeah people in there don't deserve good facilities but if you're going to put the families in one area maybe it in the area where the good facilities are and you've got then a natural compartmentalization of the singing area it's easier to get people moving it's easier to choreograph both singing and flags and displays and all these sort of things because i don't think we appreciated the 1881 enough when they were when they were mobilized and it would be great to see them back again well said sir well said it, can I, just just one more thing it, it's worth saying what, watford will never be like like a Leeds or you know like a proper Newcastle like a proper bouncing it's never going to be that and I think we all know that but it's when when we do have an atmosphere it tends to still just be the rookery that's doing it it's never the and I know people sitting the Elton John they sit in the Grand Taylor and they probably sit there because they're not the kind of fans that are going to contribute the noise but I I, I don't I I'm a bit like you I, I don't know what to do I don't know what they're 
but I, if I'm the 1881 and I'm people criticize, like criticize the 1881, I'd be like, what? I, like we're the ones who bloody set this up. You know, people aren't joining in with the with, with the chance. People are criticizing us for it. It's like, well, you, they're going to need more than the what the 200 fans that are in that corner trying to sit or trying to create an atmosphere. It's going to be more than that, you know, to create that atmosphere. I always make your point about moving it to the family stand. Huddersfield have that. Huddersfield have it alongside the away fans. Burnley mm-hmm. have it. I remember going to Burnley, and they had it. Um, not this season, but a few seasons ago. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you're right. A, a few other, I think Arsenal have it as well. Their clock end, don't they? It's right next to the away fans. Does it work? But, it, but it's never going to happen because that's the family sound. It's the Anne Swanson sound. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. So I, I don't know. I don't, do, is, do we get to the point now where we have to make a real song and dance about this and say what what is the eighteen eighty one? What's going to happen? Do they need to move? Do they need to move to the centre of the rookery? Do we need to spread them out? Do we need to? I, 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 I don't know. And it's it's going to come to it's going to come to a sort of a massive sort of disagreement, isn't it? Because I, I get it. You can't kick people out of their season tickets behind the goal. I get that. But for the sacrifice of 200 season ticket holders to create a better atmosphere long term, I think it probably was the, is the right thing to do. And I think people are going to have to accept that. But it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But Lewis, would have the 12th man got us over the line today? I think, I think it would have. I think it would have. It would have done. Yeah, probably would have done. Look, Lewis, thank you very much, sir. Great call there. Great call. We're going to stop the calls there because it's it's really quite late now. But what I'm going to quickly do is go through some of the the five word reviews. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, so let's let's get into 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 some of those because everybody's been forwarding those those in. Uh, thank you, everybody who sent a note. I said it earlier on, but I appreciate people come in and come out. If you want us to send you some of the um, uh, oh crikey, beer mat stickers, badges. Uh, Bookmarks is the latest one there, and we've got the new badge as well with with uh, the Graham Taylor tracksuit badge as well. Then do pop on to do not scratch your com, or indeed send us a direct message on Twitter. Give us your uh, address, and we will pop something in the post to you because that's the sort of thing that we like to do. Um, so do 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 send those in. But the whole idea of all of this is to try to keep the community going Watford is a community club and we want to make sure that all of that is 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 reflected seen and done and given a voice everybody can come on and basically say what they feel without without it being you know of upset to anybody else at least i hope it isn't an upset the things that that, that get me sometimes are where people go why do why does everybody else think this dot 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 doesn't matter what everybody else thinks you tell us what you think and so so thank you so much for doing that today people have done that on the five word review so mikey abraham said same shit different week week then he's you see what he's done there two types of week very good uh frey said drained from seeing us play it has been a lot of people will say have said exhausting aaron said corner flag time i think we know what that means ben hey ben said uh Clueless, toothless, passionless, fucking hopeless for all those people who apologise for swearing. Thank you so much for for still thinking that we we get upset with swearing. Uh, Peter Lee said, I've been left utterly speechless. Natasha Wright, hey, Natasha said, highlight Aspria and Uncle Ron. Uncle? Uncle Ron? Get that, get that. Paul Matthews said, 90 minutes of, well, not much. Carbs, did we test Preston's goalkeeper? The big Lebowski? Uh, Hey, hey, Brett, sorry, I didn't get to you earlier on in time. My apologies. He said, I can't do this anymore. Hornet49 said, I hear he is going. Ooh, that was 17 minutes ago. Let's watch this space. Sean Gourley said, lose, lose to Wigan and sack. Nicholas Smith, who was who was proud last week, but 
def- you know, defiant said, fucking hopeless, Billich out tonight. Simon Parkin said, what's the point? Soulless and clueless. Al- uh, Alan Lathwell, hello, Alan. I hope you managed to get to uh, uh, Leicester in as good a time as you did the other evening. Uh, Billich heading for the gallows, question mark. Lewis, who we just heard there. What is the point anymore? Chris, regular Chris, hello, sir, said, my God, that was bad. Terry Wilkins, we heard him at the top of the show, said, shite, but a spreeer looking stronger. Hampshire Hornet, beige, bland, boring, billich ball. Great illustration there. I'm liking that. Will Gasper, sigh. <laughs> it's, it's not even a full word. Well done, Will. I like this. Elaine said, staying up, not going up. Mal, hello, Mal. I hope you're well. He was, uh, he, I missed a cracking game. Sense of irony, Mal. That's not going down well. That's not going down well. Sean Wall said, no coherent, no coherent game plan. Chris, again, Chris for first said, the familiar taste of disappointment. Richard WFC, pot so out, said, no desire, passion or interest. Ryan Cripps says, Potso's out, 2023, no promotion. Nick Lansing, Potso deserves Luton Town promotion. Oh, Nick, don't say that. That's scary. And I know, I know, I don't know if, if we are Luton Town is listening still, but don't say that, please. Uh, Simon Watford FC said no playoffs this season. Neil Silverstone, we have, uh, Neil, uh, Neil Silverstein, we heard him earlier on, said bored of this shit now. I think he said that on the call. David Muggins, 77, says in Gino, we trust always. But then there's a laughing emoji. I think there may be just a tad, tad of sarcasm there. Ian Bacon said, so glad I didn't go. Gareth Kingswood Hornet said, ref as bad as us. Yes, we haven't we haven't got into the ref today. The ref was shocking, I have to say. Um, and I, you know, I think he was probably shocking for both sides as well. So anybody, any Preston fans going home, yeah, he was shite for us as well. Um, Adam said, uh, routinely reckless and fundamentally flat. Rob Sterry said, as I said, same fucking same. <laughs> I, lo- I love the fact that people are completely ignoring five word reviews and going, oh, fuck it. We'll put in six. He won't notice. I notice. That's what I'm saying. Ben Pegram, otherwise known as Yao Pegram, says play like shit and repeat. Jimmy Finn, ill, didn't go. Thank fuck. There you go. There, there you go. Jimmy Finn, there is a silver lining for Jimmy. That's about the only thing. He didn't go as bad as the early 90s, says Nero, the golden boy. Alan Ray says no ambition throughout through the club. Dan Mitchell, we are not very good. Watford fan, Yasra Spria Football says disgusting, unfit, untenable. Go now. Is that me or is that I think I think that's the football club. I don't think that's me, but it would probably it, it fits in fairness. Um Harry Clark said Elton and Vinny watched that. Oh, wow. Uh, now, when I was walking back to the car with, with Justin, because he picked me up and dropped me back so I could get back a, nice and quickly, he did say, has anything changed since July when Elton John turned up at the Vic and turned around and said, and if they can play with a bit more fucking passion? Was passion the problem today or was it organisation? I don't know, but uh, for, for for them to have to sit through that wasn't wasn't the best, was it? Mucky Fingers says, Sar can be subbed then. Stuart, waiting for the corner flag. Jane Kearney, got my GT badge today. Yes, we've got GT badges as well as the little yellow and black ones. The GT badges are a bit bigger and the do not scratch your eyes is hardly even hardly visible to the human eye. If you do have a microscope, you too can have a look at that through the GT badge. Uh, Matthew Kennedy said, uh, can't win with one striker if you can call him a striker. Roy Cripps also said, shit, I'm taking up bowls. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, Roy. Let us know how you get on with your bowls. Howie Gosling says, hopefully we won't go down. I like how, if you don't follow uh, Howie Gosling, you really should. His his tweets are uh, are a joy. Uh, Jane Kearney has said, what a load of shit. Now, I think she's referring that time 
to the game and not the badge. Could be wrong. Been known to be wrong in the past. Austin Boomer said, we're not going to Wembley. Stephen Jarrett, poor, 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 poor. And guess what he used for the fifth word? Yeah, poor. Elliot Newell just sent through, hello, darkness, my old friend, gif. Very nice, very well done. Amanda Van Mulligan says, it's not getting any better. Jimmy Pesto, hello, Jimmy, says, uh, uh, wish Hive Live was down. Now, you will remember that uh, Jimmy Pesto, or otherwise known as Nick and Chris, came over for the game uh, against, which game was it? It was the Blackburn game. And uh, and today, Carl turned up to see us at the Red Lion, and, uh, and the lads had sent across DC United scarves for us. So that was ever so nice of them. Very nice indeed. Thank you very much. We've got the, we've got this big kind of transatlantic love going on. And we also have people from Australia, which is great. We love them as well. Skyler Rose says, uh, goodbye, Slavin Bilic. See ya. Jack Foster, we heard him earlier on, said, begging for any direction. Josh Iwalumu, uh, Iwalumo, I never got that pronounced right, scored more than Davis. Championship World, YT says, I'm glad I didn't go. Axel VM Wright said, get the corner flag out. You can see where this is going. Our fans deserve this team. Slavin Bilic, dead man walking, said uh, Cranky from Littleport. Jake Brown just said, shite, just gave up at that point. Andy Clark, next daft head coaching coming. Mike Smart, uh, what was the game plan? I think that's definitely something we've been seeing a lot of. Brian Edwards, we got to see Brian and his family today. Hello, Brian said, uh, Esprit is alive. Esprit is alive. He's actually alive. He is indeed. Uh, good news, obviously, for all of you Kalu watchers out there. Kalu is apparently two weeks away from fitness, so we look forward to seeing him in November. Um, let's have a look. Brian Edwards also said, small man syndrome, shitty ref. Yeah, that's pretty true. Paul Fiander Turner, we heard from earlier on, said, Billich cannot adjust in matches. The in-game management is shocking. And some some people mentioned about uh, Yukanovic. Here was somebody who, who would veer from one tactic to another. He would make really kind of uh, interesting, dynamic changes in game management. We haven't really seen anybody since that. Uh, Brian Edwards is back again. Oh, Brian Edwards is on a four long streak here. Are you ready? Badges, beer mats and bookmarks. He got some. There you go. Couldn't score in a brothel. I don't think he got some. Brian Edwards, they never fail to disappoint. We all got some of that. And Brian Edwards said, PNE calling out our fans as being fucking shit after six minutes in a, <laughs> is a season high. <laughs> well, we were just talking about that. So there we go. We are a busted flush. Oh, I see what you did there. John Parslow, he's doing the old bus, the bus lane. Uh, Peter Ryan said, whining toddlers failing to cope again. Who, us? Absolutely. All the, all the players, one of the two, probably both, both applicable. Stephen Atkinson said, I'd like to apologise in advance to my daughter, Adrienne, for, or Adrian, for getting her a ticket for the QPR game. I'm sorry, Adrian. Daddy shouldn't be making you sit through that rubbish. There you go. That's nice to see. We, we, we're bringing families closer together. Stop American interference with baked beans on toast. I think that's aimed at Jack, and I think that's unfair. Jack and I are having a a cultural and uh, a cultural exchange across the transatlantic. Today, we even heard, was it the Finnish word? Or was it the Icelandic Finnish word for sitting around in your pants drinking? You don't get this culture anywhere else, you know. Gary said, uh, what a turgid load of old shit that was. There you go. Gary, whose first word when he came on, first of all, was tosser, has now built up to turgid load of old shit. That's the DNSYE effect. Dan Harvey said, time running out for Billich. Garson Horn, must win equals must go. 
end the season now, please. You see, split that into two. That's good. Louis Tashira, we saw Louis there today, fed up with this dross. Willie Eckers, like Alokan, didn't watch, put Billich out. Pete Fincham said, did someone say Rob Edwards? Question mark. Yes. Well, the interesting thing, an observation about Rob Edwards is, does he go in as a manager? Is he a good pair of hands to take over something that's going well and keep it going? That was what was thrown at him from a lot of the Forest Green Rovers supporters, admittedly, after he jumped ship to come to us, was that actually he'd taken over the club from Mark Cooper. It was in quite a good state and he kept it going. And then in the second half of their season, the wheels came off. He didn't know what to do. Has he gone into Luton, which in fairness to them is the opposite of us in terms of everybody in that club is rowing in the same direction, like it or indeed loathe it. He's gone in there and he's got everybody supportive and he's a he's a safe pair of hands to just pick it up and keep running in the same direction. Who knows? Carl Campion said, highlights, pigeons, penalty shootout and dive. I was sat next to between Carl, uh, Carl Campion, and I was sat between him and, uh, and Justin. And we were enthusing, especially in the first half, about the number of pigeons in front of the, uh, the Graham Taylor stand. I think that says all you need to know about the game. Carl Campion, this is a goal, Watford. Showing us a picture. Uncle Ron, I was right. Billich out tonight. That's what he's saying. <laughs> that was two hours ago. I, I imagine he's probably still on the same song. Uh, Malk said, there really are no words. George, turnover, absolutely fucking boring every week. Dave Lavender, another Saturday is complete shit. Jimbo said, waste of my time. Dunny, as memorable as chronic diarrhea. That's that's really very good. That That's quite, quite visceral. Ellie, as Ellie, sorry we didn't get to you, Ellie. Sweary mum, fucking hell. Wasted opportunity to grab three points and then said, absolutely not good enough there you go there you go uh, all good all good and we've got even more there crikey gareth robbins says turgid shit <laughs> there's, there's not much gray area in these ones and the final one goes out to hornet fez who said dog shit with worms that definitely i don't know what that means but it definitely doesn't sound good um dog shit with worms mm, never mind never mind let's have a let's have a last final look then at the uh, the longer ones abby stevens said billich going is not the answer please tell me who should come in as a replacement simon parkin said what rich said so there you go rich wfc earlier on ed said what on earth is carl saying and the R word, you'll be uh, you'll be getting a club letter for the double use of that. Yeah, he probably will. You're quite right. The Big Lebowski said, couldn't hang on any longer. Sorry, Brett, we didn't get to you. Everyone has pretty much said it anyway, but I am done with this. So difficult to get to games at the moment with work, and I feel like I'm going to a funeral every time. Pissy Pozzo has to go. We need Elton to buy the club. Abby Stevens then came back and said, I never thought this season we'd go back up. Fair enough. Big Lebowski coming back. Oh, they're having a large conversation. Starting to feel like I want to boycott games now, he said. This is the Big Lebowski. The Big Cheese, as you might know him. I don't see any kind, um, any of the kind of play that these players are capable of. Off to spend some valuable time with the family. I'm bereft of any good feeling for the club except for you lot. It's a fucking disaster. Well, that's all you lot. Um, I don't know what Ed was referring to that, but he put FFS. Uh, connection was bad. I'll tune back in when he gets back. That was Louis. We saw him earlier on. Joel Isaac Halpin said, sack the club. <laughs> that's, that's the one definite way of doing it. Andy Payton, we heard from, he said, we seem to have spent more time on taking goal kicks than attacking. Um, Rudy Maxine, joyless, properly sums it up, mate. Steve Potso out said, that was fucking shit. Harry Clark. Hoot, I'm going to insist on calling him Hoot, forcing the ball to the uh, to the 
to the striker because there was no creation in mind. We asked for a centre ball, uh, a centre back to pass forward, but there is no one asking for it. Then we'll risk losing the ball and passing the ball through that way anyway. Another game where a centre midfielder and loser is sat at right centre back when in possession. Yes, there has been, we, we saw Hamza Chowdhury moving to that um, uh, a little while ago. Last season, Southampton did it to really good effect because they were playing four at the back. They switched into almost like a three at the back, pushing Walker Peters on, and I can't remember who their left back was, but uh, Ward Prowse dropped into right side centre back and they would just leave, um, what's his name? Uh, Romeo in the centre and you'd have lots of players clustered around him and they just feed the ball in at the back toward Prowse because they've used it as a way of getting their best person on the ball on the ball we don't, we definitely don't it's uh, it's not good, Carl's fuming says Michael Fortune um, Ammon Deep Stephen says uh, today was so very painful there was nothing there, just awful correct Carl, you can't keep blaming managers she also says, Josh said might as well get the youth coaches to be caretakers for the remainder of the season. Um, <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, I never leave the stadium happy anymore, says George Turner. Mike Harris said, if there's any change, it'll be the most interesting who Manga and co would choose and support. Keep building a cohesive ec- ecosystem as much as we can. John B said five words, nearly went at half time. Elaine, Jack, Please share that word again. I think I will have to learn Finnish. Uh, well, Jack's blog will be up along with Jason's blog as well. Um, if, if I can get them done, probably sometime between uh, tomorrow and Monday, and you will be able to learn all about the Finnish word for sitting in your underpants drinking. Gary finally came back in and said, blimey. I've been on the underground for 45 minutes and we're still going for info just in Victoria and district lines. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just in the, uh, the London underground enthusiast, just bring a new manager in that works for you. Says jammer, jammer tweets. Uh, Jack said, surprised you didn't ask me about the beans on toast I had this morning. Sorry, lads. It's not for me. Oh, hello. The beans on to- on toast talk is still going. There we go. There we go. And more and more. And you can go and see those at the, uh, if you look below the, uh, the, the, the Twitter space here in the messages that are all there. But we've got quite late now, haven't we? Anyway, guys, I'm going to say thank you so much for, for, for listening. Um, a couple of other requests, if I may just quickly make them. If you would like us to send you any of that, that little kind of uh, merch that we're putting together, uh, the small stuff, you know, it's lovely. It's badges, it's bookmarks, it's beer mats, it's stickers and, and all of this sort of stuff then get to do not scratch your eyes.com leave a message as some people already have and we will uh, and we will get those out to you we've also had some requests both on twitter and also via the website about will we be be able to produce larger versions of the charity t-shirts leave it with us it's certainly a plan that we we need to uh, we need to try to put together if for no other reason than i am said bigger person um who who will need them as well so yeah we will try and get uh, get all of those but if you can and you can get to the hornet shop go in and have a look at the uh, men's, uh, women's, or indeed uh, kids' fashions, and you'll see the first of our our t-shirts. There is going to be more of more stuff coming, and more more creativity stuff coming around with you for an option to do stuff. But these are the first things, and the club that we all support, the club that we all love, 
the guys in the retail and the in the comms team have been absolutely wonderful in assisting us getting this to this stage and hopefully even getting some into we hope into the actual hornet shop for you to be able to go in and, uh, and see we will have a chat with them about bigger size options and how we will be doing that we will also be having a legends range basically launch i.e those players who are no longer with us in past kits etc so we might be asking you for kind of ideas about which kind of players you might like to see on the on the shirts next from 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 yesteryear again all in line with kind of raising money for the two charities the two charities are the peace hospice at the top of the town if you know them and they they do incredible work with the Watford community and in in providing respite care for 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 patients but also for their families and also kit aid and uh, do do follow us on twitter you will see us retweet a whole host of things that kit aid do they recycle football kit around the world where it's needed most and in some of these areas literally when they give a kid a football shirt quote unquote to Derek Williams who set this thing up 25 years ago you're doubling their wardrobe so suddenly they're having a Watford kit and can you imagine the impact that that can make on you know a child's life not just for their sporting opportunities because they get to play in a kit with a team but also from the fact that you're doubling their wardrobe it really is the stories of it are absolutely humbling uh it's their 25th year this year they're looking to um uh, deliver their millionth piece of kit it's two great two really great charities one is home one is away both are football gt was the patron for um uh, for, for kit aid um from when he took it on to when he passed, uh, Luther is is one of the patrons at uh, the Peace Hospice, um, and the connections with the club have been massive. So there you go. I'm rambling on. I'm rambling on as always. So guys, do let us know. Um, and if you want to have a bigger size shirt, do send us a message. Just let us know because if we can get the numbers uh, kind of up, we can go back to the club and, and and see what we can do. But so if you'd be on that list, do let us know. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for lurking. Thank you so much for contributing, everybody. It's nil-nil. Preston are no mugs away from home and they deserve probably a little more respect than, than I've probably given them tonight in that respect because they know what they're doing on the road. They're no mugs. I thought Ben Whiteman, who we were strongly linked with in January, looked a real class act in there for them. Uh, and it's a kind of a shame we didn't get him. But hey, we know what the issues are with recruitment left, right and centre. Guys, have a lovely day tomorrow. If you are about, the women are playing their semi-final against Wolves at Grosvenor Vale at two o'clock. If you can get down to help roar them on, including Helen Ward, who announced her retirement for the end of the season this week, she was there at halftime, um, you know, then do get down to it because these girls deserve the support and they provide a level of organisation, a level of gameplay that, that we didn't quite see today. We hope we will see it from the rest rest of the 11 games. We will see. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me whittle on. Uh, we will get this out in a two-part podcast because, again, it's a long one uh, very shortly. But thank you so much for helping. Take care. Come on, you horns. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.